Welcome to the Kinkle Fritz and Friends podcast. If you want to hear the show, you can find it on Family Life Radio. If you want to find a station near you, you can go to myflr.org or stream it online. Family Life Radio, we're Kinkle Fritz and Friends. Good morning. Maybe you're like me and you've experienced an uncomfortable situation. My husband and I, we were at a store, a large store, where we repeatedly ran into people we used to know back in the day. Uh-huh. Now it's been years later. I could tell there's something familiar in their face, but I have zero idea who I'm talking to. So someone they're just walks at- up to you and starts talking to you like you know who <laughs> they are. Oh yeah. They're like, hi, so good to see you. <laughs> Haven't seen you in a long time. It was so fun when we used to get together. And I'm like, <sighs> no idea, no clue. Now, my husband is just the social butterfly, and he is just making conversation with them. So I naturally, when we walk away, I go, honey, who was that? He says, I have no idea. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, it hurts a little because I feel like these people are, are like... She has no idea. You know, that is a good question, Sally. When someone recognizes you and you don't recognize them, is it Mm. offensive to them to go, I'm so sorry, I forgot your name? Mm. Oh, they, I felt like it was. It felt like they knew exactly who we are. You know, my husband's very tall and blonde and I don't know, people remember him. So I just felt like they know so clearly who we are. It would just be horrible to say, I'm sorry. Where did I know you from? Who are you? Right. Who are you? (laughs) Would you hurt their feelings by saying that? I guess you would. The last time I had that happen where I I said I was happy to meet somebody and they were like, we met actually at a conference last year. And I was like, oh. (laughs) And they were a little, you could tell, put off by that. They were upset that you didn't remember them. Yep. Yeah. So I was on the fence. Is it more offensive to to, to try and pretend well, or to admit the truth? <laughs> maybe we can, maybe, okay, maybe if you're listening right now and you've found a really good way to figure out somebody's name or ask them their name without asking their name, I don't know how to, you know, I, I've heard silly stuff like this. Mm-hmm. You go, what's your name? Well, they tell you the first name. Oh, I meant your last name. Well, that doesn't, you know, I mean, come on. That's pretty silly. (laughs) (laughs) Nice try. You know, what I don't like, Sally, is when I've just met somebody. And I'm literally, I'm not kidding, within two, they introduce themselves, introduce myself. Within two minutes, I've forgotten their name. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, uh. But the funny thing is, I had a neighbor in Indiana when we used to live there. And it was the same situation, but he forgot my name too. Because here's how I could tell. From then on, it was like, "Hey, guy." <laughs> hey, 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 you. There's nothing. Hey. There's nothing worse than "Hey, hey guy." Isn't that just telling them I don't remember who you are? <laughs> right. <laughs> so, oh, Buttercup. Yeah. All right. So, we hey, need help. guy or gal, call us. Triple eight, triple eight, ninety-nine, seventy-six. How do you handle these situations? Let us know. Talking about forgetting names, Sally was at a large store recently, and someone walked up to her and her husband, <laughs> talked to them like she knows them wonderfully. Just, everything's great. And it Sally, brings- you didn't know what to do because you don't want to offend anybody. No, because this person in particular acted as if we had 
really been chums for a long time. And that, <laughs> I, like, I mean, what? that's the thing. It's like someone really recognizes oh. you. You don't want to hurt their feelings. So no. what do you do? Triple eight, triple eight, ninety nine, seventy six. Peggy is with us. How about yourself? Well, I have a perfect solution for your memory. You know, for yeah. the forgetting somebody's name. Okay, so I just tell them the truth. I just say, you know what? I have just got a terrible, terrible memory, but I never forget a face. But your face looks really familiar, so just forgive me that I can't remember your name. Does okay? anybody look disappointed when you say mm-hmm. that? No, because I have a terrible memory. Oh, <laughs> and you know what? It's on them if they can't find Grace to, you know. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Terrible memory. I don't. I recognize your face. I'm really good with that. Yeah. And that's so true. I did recognize that. It's not like I'm looking at a complete stranger, except that yeah. so many years have gone by and they look different. Oh, well, there's that, too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to my 45th reunion this Saturday. So, wow. you know, there's going to be a lot of, I really, you know. <laughs> Name tags. Yeah. There you go. Yep. Name tags are good. Yeah. Maybe we should just walk around with those in our pocket at all oh, times. I think so. I think that's a great idea, Misty. Here you go. Can you fill this Hello, out? Hello, my yeah. name is. Yeah. <laughs> that's the perfect solution. <laughs> um, I'm so sorry. I don't, I forgot your name. It's Kenkel Fritz and Friends with you on Family Life Radio. So when you meet somebody and they act like they know exactly who you are, but you've forgotten their name, where do you go from there? Can, I mean, this is an embarrassing situation. It is. Recently happened to Sally. We're trying to figure out, I mean, we don't want to offend anybody. Yeah. Or make them feel bad because we've forgotten who they are. That's right. Yeah. Ooh. Family Life Radio, Hello. <laughs> Yes, are you, you talking to me? Are you talking to me? <laughs> are you talking to me? <laughs> Who are you talking to? Well, who's this? My name's Donna. Donna? Yes. Okay, Donna, we'll see by the end of the conversation if I've forgotten your name, so... <laughs> oh, that's all right. <laughs> well, my dad was military, and so we met a lot of people during our time as changing stations and everything. And one day I was in Target, and this guy walked up to me and says, You're Donna King, aren't you? And I said, I used to be. He says, Well, we knew each other when. You know, I act like I know them, and then I say, How's the rest of your family, and what are they doing? And he began to name all of his family, and I thought, Ah, oh, that's who it is. Oh, and then it comes to you. Smart. So I sneaky. like that. As they rattle off <laughs> names in the family, hopefully you remember that person's name. It just jogs yes. your memory. Yes, or what they're doing now. If they were doing it at that time, it makes it a lot easier. I like that. Really I like good. That. Yeah. So tell mm-hmm. me how about your family. How, what are they up to? Oh, your yeah, and are the kids? Exactly. Yeah, I don't have any children. I don't have any family. Oh, That's sorry. what would happen to me. <laughs> I'm the Kankelfritz guy. Misty's here. Yes. Sally is here. Good morning. We have with us author of Daughter Become Who You Already Are. Lainey Renee is with us. Thank you for having me. Hearing that God is our father, <laughs> growing if we've grown up in the church, um, so many of us experience things where we have a really hard time 
relating to him in that way. So maybe for somebody who's still struggling to get to that place, they're like, man, just what I've gone through, I have a really hard time looking at God that way. What what would you say? I think about one of my really good friends in my life. Her dad was bipolar, addicted to drugs, alcohol, left her and her brothers when they were young, ran off and left her and her mom and her brothers with just kind of strained them and even came at them at one point and tried to end their life. And when I look at her and just what God has done in her life, I always tell her like, you walked through fire, but you were not touched. And you would just never know what she has actually been through. And every time I'm with her, she'll tell me something else that she's walked through. And I'm just like, how are you who you are? But it's such a testimony, I believe, and she does too, of just, she has known the Father's love for her. And even though she didn't have the dad in her life that she would have hoped for, that really did show her you know, the love of God, God has not failed her and He has redeemed her view of what a father is is meant to be. And I do believe it's such a picture of how deeply, no matter what your story is, how kind of all of our stories are the same. You know, they all, when we know Jesus and we know His love, you know, He really can redeem and make any relationship whole, no matter what what it might have looked like. Love your neighbor. We love doing this, just sharing the need of that unsung hero in your life. And uh, maybe there's a way that we could come alongside and help. Good morning, Family Life Radio. My name's Stephen Jekyll. I'm calling from Phoenix, Arizona. All right, what's going on? I have someone I would like to nominate who's kind of a hero in our family's life. Okay, we'd love to hear about it. I'm going to tell you a story about my niece, Selena. She is a struggling mother. Three kids total. She's struggling to make ends meet, but she gives everything to her kids. It's really a kind of an inspiration to watch how she came from a very broken home. The mother did drugs, abandoned her. Her father ended up going to prison. And here she is being that stable support for her three kids. Mm. But she's struggling very, very badly. And recently she just found God. And it was her birthday. And the only thing she wanted to do for her birthday was go to church. That was the only thing (laughs) that she wanted. What do you think you'd like to do for her? I don't know if there's someone that could help out either like a financial donation. She's trying to get a car. Yes, a car. So we can let people know about the need for the car. And there are auto mechanics listening and people who could help. And maybe um, even gift cards for groceries or gas to help out as well. That would be great. Groceries and gas would be absolutely amazing because there has been food for the kids, but she has not had like stuff like major supplies for the kids. Okay, so a couple of options here. Maybe a mechanic in the Phoenix area. Uh, maybe somebody who has a used car that they no longer need or just gift cards sounds like would be a real blessing for groceries and school supplies and things like that. Our number, if you want to help or if you want to nominate the unsung hero in your life for Love Your Neighbor, 888-888-9976. God doing amazing things in our lives. And this is the time to share it. Hey, we call it our good news of the day with Kinkle Fritz and Friends on Family Life Radio. It's good Who 
is this? My name is Kim. I'm calling from Ugly. Which, what's the name of the city? It's Ugly. It's in the Thumb area. Oh, I thought you said ugly, and I didn't think that was... <laughs> it's close. That's how we get out. UB. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's on your mind? My testimony is was going through a rough time three to four years ago, and my husband became disabled, and we knew our finances were limited with my current income. I felt God tapping me on the shoulder a few times at my job. I was a customer service at a community mental health. And he was tapping me on my shoulder saying, go back to school, go back to school, go back to school. So at 49 years old, I finally decided what I wanted to do and be when I grew up. And I wanted to be a social worker. Oh. I went back to school. And three years later, I have my bachelor's. And I will be starting my master's program in July. Well, that's awesome. Fantastic. I could not have done that without the Lord tapping me on the shoulder and chirping in my ear and giving me guidance because I had been through some very difficult situations in life mm-hmm. and I couldn't see it at that time but of course he guided me through and I know how many people who receive mental health services feel because of the experiences that I have experienced. Mm-hmm. Sure. I love that. Yeah, it's unbelievable and yep. I feel very blessed. Very blessed. <laughs> it feels good knowing you're helping people. Oh, amen. That's what life is about, is meeting people where they're at. It's you're very right. healing. It redeems your struggle, too. True, you're yeah. right. Yeah. Amen. Oh, what an inspirational story. Thank you so much for sharing that. You're welcome. I think I'm just going to out Misty right now. <laughs> oh, no. It's Kankle Fritz and Friends on Family Life Radio. We have, for the ride. we have this list of things that you should have done by the age of 30. And by the way, some of these are serious. Not serious necessarily, but some of them are pretty silly and some of these are real deal. But one of these bullet points is not the same size as the other. And uh, <laughs> Missy's having a hard time I'm with it. so uncomfortable right now. <laughs> so messed with her who's bullet. the perfectionist here? <laughs> so, you know you're oh. an adult win. Yeah. All right. So ask yourself, did this happen by the time I was 30? Again, some of these are pretty silly. Like by the age of 30, you should have a bag of spinach in your fridge that's gone bad before you could get to it. You 100%. Know, it's, it's yes. all Mixed greens for me. Nasty. Yep. Or kale. Yeah. Any kind yeah. of Any kind of vegetable, really. Uh, by the age of 30, you should have asked for a raise. Oh. And been I turned down. <laughs> and then be turned down? <laughs> I think everyone should, you know, yeah. state it's your case. Scary. You know, it is scary. Uh, by the age of 30, you should have at least one large emotional support box of obsolete cables. Yep. <laughs> I still have I that box. I do too. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I think some of these plug into like pieces of equipment that no longer exist, but I will not get rid of it because I'm like, maybe, maybe, maybe someday. Yes. Maybe someday. Maybe someday. I'll I am need to actually play Oregon proud trail. of mine, Misty. I, My box of cables. <laughs> I'm like, look at me. Look at what I got. Oh, I've got a box and <laughs> Becky talks to me about that box. <laughs> Between the three of us, we can power anything. That's right. We can take it on. Uh, and then this one, I think this is good. By, you know, by the age of 30, you should be friends with your parents. Have you noticed that as you grow up, parents are sort of like frenemies a little bit, and then you get into your 20s and you realize, oh, these guys kind of had an idea what they were talking about. <laughs> That's totally what happens. I think especially when you become a parent, you realize they know what they were talking about to a certain yeah. degree. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. I uh, I remember was like, oh, mom and dad, they're cool. 
<laughs> Never thought hey. that before, but now they are. <laughs> I actually called my mom on one occasion of a light bulb moment and said, you know what, mom? You were right. You were right. Yeah. You know <laughs> what you're talking about. You were right. Yeah. Uh-huh. So uh, just for you, just curious for you, is there something that uh, you need to have done by the age of 30 or a li- what's that, you know, milestone that you uh-huh. had to achieve? We'd love to hear about it. Triple eight, triple eight, ninety nine, seventy six. So maybe you're not thinking that you're the best parent in the world, but you are. It's Kenkel Fritz and Friends with you on Family Life Radio. Well, most of you are. <laughs> oh. Wow! You know, some of us could do better, but but, uh, but I'll just de- I'll just tell you that I deal with that nagging thought in the back of my head, like I don't know, am I being a good dad or not? Right. But you could also I, have this. I have a do-over? Yeah. is what I think a lot. <laughs> exactly, and I also have this thought in the back of my mind. Well, you won't know how they're eventually going to turn out. So you're like, well, am I doing all right? Am I, mm-hmm. am I, you know, going to race? You know, you just want them to be good kids, you know, and grow yeah. up. And so we found these things, uh, things that your kids will never forget about you. First of all, your love language, how you loved on them, especially if you know what the kids like. And you get to know their love language and, you know, so I thought this was interesting. The time you surprised them. Oh. Children love surprises. Unexpected treat or an outing will go down in their brain and not be forgotten. Mm -hmm. You remember the time that we, whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. the way you act when no one is watching your character Mm -hmm. you know that's one thing that I did appreciate about my mom she would be convicted at times and she would come to me and say she was sorry oh that's huge I have friends whose parents have never ever done a thing like that maybe it's the Mm -hmm. thought that I have to be strong or I don't have to admit that I'm messed up I don't know it's kind of the best thing you can mirror to your children absolutely Well, if you can teach children that you mess up, they all know that when they mess up, they're not necessarily in trouble either, as long as you confess and say, Mm. own ups to stuff. Mm -hmm. I'll just say this, in the workforce, having employees that don't own things or working with a coworker that doesn't own stuff and just makes excuses, I, I think it's, I'll just say this, if you're tempted to do that in your line of work, you will and gain the trust of everybody and people will love you so much more if you own your own stuff. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. And then it talked about your family traditions. Mm. Create some stuff that's just your family. Yes. That just you guys do. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. And it always sticks it's out so in my memory. Important. It you is. Know, yeah. yeah. Now as my kids are older, it's like so important. They'll call me and say, okay, What's happening at Thanksgiving, you know, for right. instance, or whatever, you yeah. know, if I have delayed in getting all the details pulled together. So, yeah, those traditions are vital. So if you want to add to the list or maybe you think about what is it that I really loved about my parents, give us a call. 888 Talking earlier about parenting and just doing things that your kids won't forget. Maybe you don't feel like you're a good parent. Just simple stuff that you can do. And you were calling about that? When we were younger, you know, we, we grew up pretty poor. And uh, my father always did whatever he could to make things work for us. He was a single father of three kids. And one year he got taxes 
and we're sitting in the front room and we're trying to figure out our bill and what would be the best thing to put it to and whatnot. And out of the blue, he says, go pack your guys' stuff. And we're kind of looking at him, you know, with shock. And he's like, just do what I said. So we did. And next thing we know, he's driving us to California and he took us to Disneyland instead. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it probably wasn't the best decision bill-wise, but it was the most amazing feeling just to know that he thought about our memories more important than the stress that we were going through at the moment. I love that. That memory has stuck with me forever. Well, mm. that we just talked about surprising. Yeah. And, you know, a little surprise or something that's... Uh... I, yeah. I love that. Wow. Oh, it really sat with us. And so years later, you know, I, I had my kids and we, you know, we were obviously doing better off now, which is thank God for that. And we we did the same thing to my kids. And my my daughter was really big into um, Maleficent at the time. And we, you know, Beauty and the Beast and all this other stuff. And so we go and we make a big, big plan to take them to Disneyland. And we didn't say anything. We took them, we drove all the way to California, telling them nothing until we came around the corner corner on the road that Disneyland's on and and my daughter saw where we were and that's out the scream of just <laughs> and it just oh it just made it all better. It just brought all the memories from my childhood and it just made it all worth it. So. How neat will it be if she does that for her family someday now? Yeah. yeah. If this is like a thing that keeps going. Yeah, that would be amazing. Oh I would love it. I hope she doesn't have kids anytime soon. But I'll love it when it happens. <laughs> Family Life Radio, it's Kankle, Fritz, and Friends. Well, you know what time it is. Hey, we'd love to hear your story. What is God doing in your life? Our number is 888-888-9976. Shay is with us. Tell us your story. Well, after a long, hard journey of two years on July 11th, I get to start my mental health ministry at my church. Oh, really? Fantastic. So tell us about this. Mm-hmm. Well, God had placed it on my heart a long time ago to do something like this. And I went to my uh, pastor and said, do we have anything like this? And he says, yeah, you're uh, leading it up. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, that was a great pastor answer. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you're in charge of it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> now, I got to know, did you struggle with this or where did this come from? Well, I have had mental health issues my entire life. Mm-hmm. I am currently working on my master's degree and getting my uh, master's degree and uh, licensure in clinical mental health counseling. Okay. Wow. So. That was kind of what prompted that question. It's like, do we have this? Right. (laughs) He's like, yes, we do. And you know what I think is really cool about this? And that is that I think most people will be more apt to discuss their mental health issues with somebody that's been through it before. Yes. Then sit across from a counselor that's got all the right answers, but has no clue what it really feels like to be in that situation. So I'm proud of you. You know, you're taking a struggle and and, uh, you're helping others with it. That's great. I always pray to be his vessel, so, and he's he's using me. Amen. Wow. Well done. Well, thank you for sharing. Call us back and let us know how it goes after you get it all launched. I will. Thank you. Family Life Radio, where Kenkel, Fritz, and friends make the chili. Sally found this, and I thought this was really good. A story and he says, A good friend of mine unexpectedly lost his wife. A couple of months later, we were golfing together, chatting about nothing. He asked what my dinner plans were, and I told him my wife wanted my homemade chili and cornbread, but 
I didn't really feel like stopping at the store. We golfed a few more minutes when he quietly said, make the chili. It took me a few minutes to realize we were no longer talking about dinner. It was about going out of our way to do something for someone you love because at any moment, they could unexpectedly be taken from you. So today I'm sharing with you that wisdom handed down to me from my dear friend. Next time someone you love wants you to go for a walk or watch a football game or play a board game, you know, just put down your phone and give them your undivided attention. Just do it and make the chili. Mm. Mm, so good. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. I would love to connect with you on Facebook and Instagram where you can share your good news or joy report. Just look for and like FLR Mornings. Thanks for listening to the Kinkle Fritz and Friends podcast heard on Family Life Radio. We would appreciate it so much if you could rate, review, and subscribe wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. You can also find more exclusive content at myflr.org and FLR Mornings on both Facebook and Instagram. And if you support Family Life Radio, thank you.